But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. You can't yell crowd, you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. We call it freedom of speech. From the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. All of y'all have heard it here first. Today we will be talking about a controversial statement made by the President of the United States of America. How you cannot scream crowd in a crowded fire. Let's get to it. But first, a word from our sponsors. Hello everybody, I wanted to take a little bit of time uh, to address an issue that is very near and dear to my heart. It's the American Rhino. I know what you're saying, American Rhino. That's crazy, but they exist. They are native to this land, the American Rhino. There's only 15 of them, in fact, out there in the wild today. Only 15. Can you believe that? So please take some time to donate to my foundation that I just started. Um, it's the AR-15, um, and yes, AR does stand for American Rhino, because now AR just means whatever we want it to do, including, but not limited to, assault rifle, because it doesn't mean assault rifle. So support my charity, AR-15, to support the 15 American Rhinos left out there in the wild, indigenous to the horrible land of Canada. Thank you very much. Support the American Rhino today. Okay, I'm really sorry. That was a bad joke. Was that to make the bad joke about the AR-15 or make a bad joke about ending women's suffrage? Um, and I figured I'd go with the one that would be a little bit more politically correct. You know, I just think it's funny that, you know, we have the term suffrage. It sounds like suffering. I've gotten so many dumb people who are like, yeah, we should have women's suffrage. It's like, no, you don't understand that suffrage is like a woman's right to vote. The 19th Amendment, and just, you know, with no amendment being absolute, I figured, hey, you know, why not throw that in there? Uh, but I decided um, to go with the um, AR joke, because uh, today, obviously, we're talking about guns. Um, we are not talking about a controversial statement about crowd and a fire. Um, and I'm sorry to make fun of a decrepit old man, um, with a stuttering problem. But, for all the Orange Man bad jokes, and for all the fun that SNL poked at Trump over the past four years, I, I, I feel like anything is fair game at this point. I think it's funny. This is my podcast. If you have an issue with it, start your own dang podcast. It ain't that hard. Um, again, so we're gonna talk about guns, gun violence, gun control, um, and me being the way that I am, I want to get into the nitty-gritty of, of constitutional amendments and one particular story that I find to be insanely interesting from American history that I've learned about this past week. Um, at the time I'm recording this episode, um, it is Tuesday, April 13th. Um, I've, I've got a bunch of time. We're going to get a bunch of these pre-recorded and get them all out there. Um, so this story that I want to read you guys, um, or tell you guys about, um, is from when James Madison uh, was president of the United States of America. There's a story uh, from when James Madison is president um, that a trade ship captain um, writes and asks him um, 
about a very special and particular um, instrument of mass destruction, that being the cannon. Um, they basically ask him, hey, yo, can we keep this cannon? Um, and James Madison is like, yeah, and I give you free range to shoot it at any kind of British enemy ship. Because, again, the War of 1812 is going on at this time. <laughs> you know, do your thing, boss, is basically what James Madison said. Um, and, wow, this goes right in the face of what Joe Biden said. Right, because Joe Biden comes out and he says no constitutional amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. And even from the beginning, there was uh, a whole bunch of things on what kind of guns you could own. Well, that doesn't seem what James Madison is saying. James Madison should be saying, yeah, own a cannon. The enemy's got a cannon. Why can't you have a cannon? Um, and if that, that should about sum up where I stand on gun, guns and gun control. I will admit this is a topic I know very little about. I myself do not own a gun. I'm not 21. And as soon as I turn 21, I plan on owning a gun. I plan on keeping it in a safe I plan on not owning a whole lot of guns enough where I can protect myself, my family, my wife, my kids, uh, myself, um, the things that belong to me, uh, things that are in my possession, um, and for uh, uh, having something, you know, uh, a handgun, but also something that's very effective in eliminating any potential threats, uh, and also something that, like, if I'm going camping or hiking, I can, you know, conceal carry, plan on getting concealed carry license, and use to uh, shoot. Any kind of wild animal or beastly thing, especially in Arizona, like rattlesnakes suck. I'm planning on killing, killing a rattlesnake if I have to. Um, not big into hunting. My family's huge into hunting. Um, I can see myself borrowing a gun to go hunting. Um, I couldn't see myself necessarily owning a, a whole lot of hunting rifles. Um, let's see here. So when I was younger growing up, my grandfather, uh, my late grandfather... Um, in his man cave, as we called it, um, it was, it was a room mounted with a bunch of like old Boy Scout mugs, Boy Scout memorabilia, deer horns, you know, um, shotguns that don't work anymore. Uh, so it was just a manly room. Um, he had this little Pepsi machine. Uh, you think Pepsi machine in the man cave? That's obviously stored, you know, beverages, whether it's Pepsi or something a little bit, you know, more man cavey. Uh, but it did not. It was a full-blown uh, uh, gun uh, safe with a bunch of uh, poured cement in the bottom concrete. It was impossible to move. This full of guns. Um, guns are a part of my heritage, a part of my family. Um, and frankly, I love guns. I've shot guns. Um, I'm not at all proficient. Um, I've got this weird thing where I can't squint eyes too well, and so shooting a gun for me is kind of difficult. Um, anyway, that's enough about me. Where I stand, um, again, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Um, and quite frankly, I'm glad the government uh, still allows me to have my bear arms. I am very happy about this fact. How many bad jokes am I going to make in this podcast? Um... So again, we got James Madison saying keep the trade ship. Um, you know, the Constitution um, is not, doesn't specifically lay out. You may say, oh, well, no, oh, well, if we're talking about the Constitution, shoot, we just have muskets and stuff. Well, they had guns at the time that would fire more than one round. Like that technology existed. And that's some pretty wicked looking guns from that point, from that era. 
that existed before the Constitution, the Constitution was written up and ultimately ratified um, back in the day. That's where I stand on this. Um, I'm for some common sense gun legislation. Like I don't think if you're, you know, if you're a felon or a domestic abuser or you've got some kind of schizophrenia, um, that you should be uh, allowed to own a gun. Um, uh, I think people. Again, this is something I, I'm very convicted of. Uh, reading some of the statistics about uh, like gun theft and how much gun crime in this country is committed by people who buy stolen guns. I think it is wise for everyone to keep their guns in a safe, to keep the safe hidden and locked away, but in a place where it is easily attainable uh, for you to best uh, protect uh, what is yours and who is yours, uh, your loved ones and, 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 and uh, the things that you own. Um, I do not think it should be illegal to act in self-defense. Um, uh -huh. I don't know if I want a taser, but I don't think owning tasers should be illegal. Um, tasers are dope. And if I could carry one on campus, I would, because you know, I'm not allowed to have a fire want firearm. Um, I'm all for, like, uh, proactive gun-free zones, but they need to be policed well. The presence of police officers who have at least a taser and their wits about them and are, are in good physical condition is a great deterrent. Um, but I would prefer all security officers on college campuses um, or really anywhere to be to be have some kind of firearm on them. Again, you want to be able to match what someone is bringing. Uh, same thing like James Madison. Here's a quote from one of my favorite founding fathers adjacent uh, historical figures. I love Samuel Adams. The dude was nuts. The dude was crazy about America and about freedom. And, uh, yeah. Uh, the Constitution shall never be considered to prevent the people of the United States who are peaceable citizens from keeping their own arms. Wow. That, go that flies directly in the face of, of even just that little snippet of, of the Joe Biden quote. There's a little bit before and a little bit afterwards it talks about, like, of course we're not infringing on your Second Amendment rights. Well, what you've already done is a fringe on the Second Amendment rights, right? What you are doing is you are doing that t give an inch, take a mile. You're just slowly taking that mile, right? You're taking it, you know, a couple football fields at a time, right? Um, that's the thing. Um, and this comment about no amendment being absolute, uh, again, again, uh, sorry, ladies, 19th Amendment Oh, that might not be absolute. Um, other amendments. Now, if that applies to the 16th Amendment, I'm not complaining. Um, same thing with, like, you know, stuff like things like that. Like, you know, congressional pay raises. Like, how about we just abolish pay for our congressmen and women? Um Something along those lines. Um, or how about we just set a price that you can't touch it. And um, we pay our teachers and uh, policemen and women more than we pay our do-nothing-no-good senators. And I'm looking at you Republicans and Democrats. Um, I think about the Third Amendment. No quartering of soldiers. Well, you know, no amendment is absolute. They're not technically in your house. They're just outside of your house enforcing a lockdown. I know that's crazy, but when I look at what Canada is doing with the church uh, of Pastor James Coates, 
um, who was arrested for opening and keeping his church going during COVID, and now they're locked around it. And you know, he said, as he said in a, in a quote uh, with another podcast that I listened to, um, you know, I was in jail, and now my church is in jail. Like, like the physical church building, not like the congregation itself, but like the physical church building. So no, we're not in your house. We're just outside of your house. You know, no, we're not illegally searching your stuff. We have we have this this no knock warrant, right? That was a big thing, um, and that's something that I will will agree with uh, people who who were protesting um, in the Breonna Taylor case um, against. So let's talk about let's talk about guns. Let's talk about the the Breonna Taylor case in particular. I am so surprised that the same people who are defending um, and standing up uh, in this case of Breonna Taylor and her boyfriend are so quick to go to the other side. They just seem to take whatever side is that. And same thing with the people on my side. How people are so quick to criticize the actions of of her boyfriend and of Breonna Taylor, um, and are so quick to jump on this side of the issue. Right, because the the ultimately, without race being a factor, um, in the Breonna Taylor case, it's a case of defending yourself. Right, police come in with a no knock warrant. That seems to be, at least in my case, a slight abridgment of the Fourth Amendment, or certainly a Joe Biden no amendment is absolute step in that direction. Um, and then her boyfriend, right, acting as a legal gun owner, I think, um, um shoots at the police. Like I said earlier, I will do anything I can to protect those who I love um, and, and the things that I have worked hard uh, to gather and possess for myself. Um, this is this meme I saw, the, the doge holding a gun and it says, What do you mean I value your, I value your life less than my property? You value your life less than my property. Right, like I will go to that, those extremes. Right, the police didn't announce it so well. They're coming in the middle of the night with a no-knock warrant. Again, take race out of the issue. This quickly becomes a Fourth Amendment and a Second Amendment issue. And um, I guess I just have a guilty conscience for not speaking out on this issue when I did, uh, because of how polarized at the time it was. Right, it is really easy to just say, look. Like, like it's very clear this was a Second Amendment and a Fourth Amendment issue. Then, then once you start talking about the police and racial politics, like it gets more, more confusing, right? And so again, you know, like he had every right to have the gun. He had every right to to defend himself in self defense, and it's kind of on the police officers in that case, um, regardless of, of of the race of Breonna Taylor. And it is a tragedy that she got caught um, in the crossfire of that event um again regardless of race a human life was lost and that that is awful especially in the manner of which it happened right that's enough for that soapbox i just people are so quick to take one side of the issue depending on what cnn and fox news tell them what to believe and yes it is possible to have common ground and find commonality on these things right um so let's talk about rock control because that's the very first thing that adam and eve did after cain killed abel um let's talk about you know knife control in britain after they outlawed guns you know after people kept on uh, on you know stabbing people and, and killing people and inflicting harm 
let's talk about car control in Charlottesville. Um, you know, let's talk about reducing the speed limit or just, you know, placing extreme, you know, dampeners on the engines of cars so that they can't you know, run through massive crowds of people. Um, you know, let's talk about, like, stopping people who are, like, building massive amounts of, like, strength and, like, bodybuilding to the point where they could, like, punch someone that they could die. Um, let's talk about these things. Um... Because, see, guns are a tool, right? Oh no, the spoon made me fat. <laughs> no, the spoon didn't make you fat. The ice cream didn't make you fat. You know, you did. You made you fat by eating that. And we know I love me some ice cream, and I'm I'm overweight. I'm a little bit chunky boy, uh, moto moto myself. Like stop with the bad jokes, man. Um, guns are a tool, right? Just like any other tool, they could be used to for great benefit and they can be used to great detriment. That's the way that everything is with a human life. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, in the media, we don't talk about how many murders are stopped by people who have guns. Just murders that are committed by guns. Again, um, let's take this back to the case of Breonna Taylor. Um, again, it wouldn't be an issue if there wasn't a gun, but the guy was doing what he thought was right, defending himself, and he should have every right to do that. Um, in that case, guns were used in both the positive and negative, and, and that situation just got so muddy to where, um, you know, and the politics played with that. So what's my point that I'm getting at? You know, guns aren't the issue. The human heart is the issue. You know, I could give you as many quotes from the founders as possible. I could make my amazing case as to why we should have guns and why James Madison says we should have cannonballs. And I could read you all 27 of the constitutional amendments. But it's not going to do a thing. If we want to talk about gun control, we have to talk about people control first. Jeremiah 17.9 says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? See, I don't think it takes much more than, you know, knowing small children or, or um, you know, just knowing human beings in general to know that um, we're messed up. We're sinful. We're falling. We're broken. Um, all of us have a dark side. Uh, praise be to God that he has saved us and that um, through him we can live better lives. Uh, but even then, no man is perfect, not even one. Again, the heart is deceitful and sick. All our good deeds are as filthy racks when compared to God. Um, the, the prophet Isaiah says, Again, it doesn't take much more than just knowing human beings to know that the uh, uh, fanciful and, and, and fairy tale ideations of John Jock Rousseau and Luke Bryant that I believe most people are good, you know, sure they might seem good, but like everyone is sick and twisted on the inside. If you really think about it, you know you are too. You might have heard it said at some point in time. That you shouldn't, you shouldn't murder, and that you know if if you if you're gonna kill someone, 
you're more than likely going to be judged. But I'm here to tell you that anyone, everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. That's the Levi Standard Version of Matthew 5, 21 through 22, where Jesus says, I know murder is bad, right? And anyone who murders will be put to the test. But I tell you, anyone who is ever angry with another human being will be liable to judgment. Because see, at everything there's root cause, um, and yes, guns are a means to an end, and they can be used to inflict horrible pain on people. Um, I think we need to talk more about mental health and extreme ideology before we talk about outlawing guns. Um, again, I could own a pistol. I could not own a pistol. I could own, you know, an Armalite rifle, um, 15, not an assault rifle, 15, an Armalite rifle, 15. I'm still not going to kill someone. I could own a Uzi or an AK-47. I'm not going to kill a new one. I could own a cannon. I could own a tank. I could own a nuclear warhead. I'm not going to use it to kill someone in cold blood. Now, obviously, a nuke and a tank might be a little bit overkill for, you know, self-defense. And for, you know, killing rattlesnakes out in the desert, uh, as I plan to use use weapons for. But the size of the caliber, caliber of the bullet uh, doesn't change my heart and my intent. Um, I don't know if I'm, like, the only crazy person who, like, you know, as soon as I walk into a room, um, automatically looks at anything and everything that, that could possibly potentially be used to defend myself and the people around me, you know. You know, as I pull back the chair to sit in it, you know, how effective is this going to be? You say it's someone upside the head who's trying to take my life. Um, I hope I'm not the only one who does that. And so I don't want to be like some kind of crazy person. Whether it's chair, whether it is this, this weird idea that I can use some kind of really sharp pencil that I keep in my pencil case, um, or anything like that, or whether, you know, a pistol or an AR-15, my heart goes no more than defending myself and defending those who I love, or really just defending any human being against any other human being who would who would seek to do them harm and to take their life. But again, I know deep down within me that I am an angry man, that I am sinful, that I am broken, um, and that it's only by the grace of God that um, I am hopefully somewhat redeemed to a point where, where that wouldn't be be the case where I would take such drastic measures as to seek to end the life of, of another human being. In my heart and my prayer for, for all of you is that you would realize, again, guns are no guns. Constitution or no constitution. Second Amendment, no Second Amendment. That you would realize that you are broken and in need, need of Jesus. Because guns can't save you, right? Guns can't stop cancer. Guns can't stop heart failure. Guns can't stop that drunk driver. Right? There are so many things in this world that could kill you. And could end your life and I pray that you will find eternal life and eternal salvation 
before your time, or a very limited time, uh, just a drop in the bucket, uh, of a drop in the ocean of that which is eternity. I pray that you will find Jesus, um, and that you will find his salvation, and, and come to the realization of that he loves you no matter what, in spite while you were still a sinner, while you still are a sinner. His grace and his forgiveness is there if you will repent and, and turn away. That's all for today. I bet you probably weren't expecting the gospel um, in an episode about, you know, gun control. For all the dumb jokes about stuttering presidents and old men and, you know, women's rights to vote. I pray that through all of the noise and through all of that, through all this debate about guns or no guns or limited amounts of guns or cannons and James Madison and Samuel Adams, that you will realize that none of these things, none of these things will save you. Jesus will. He's the way, the truth, and the life, and I think he's pretty dope. I'd recommend checking him out if I were you. That's my two cents. Stay safe, stay groovy, and, um... I don't know. Don't scream crowd in a crowded fire. Um, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that fire was pretty crowded. They did not scream crowd. But you know what they did do? They turned to God. Because God is groovy. See y'all in the next one. Crikey. If you look here very closely see the wild American rhino. All 15 of those ARs. AR-15. Shh. What's that? It can't be. No, there's no way. There's no way. Run! It's a wild Joe Biden! No, it's medical! Who in that shovel pressure? Get away while you still can. Be sure to subscribe to us at whatever your favorite podcast distributor is. Uh, be sure to follow the Instagram page. Um, and if you're ever bored, want to talk about these things, maybe something I'm sad about Jesus and Trivia, feel free to shoot me a DM. I'd love to talk to you. All right, have a great day. God bless.